Today on Because Radio, the Endow Manitoba 24-Hour Giving Challenge takes place on Saturday, November 16th, and today's episode highlights all the great work of Manitoba's community foundations in supporting their local communities. We'll learn more about the Endow Manitoba Network, the 24-Hour Giving Challenge, and the Build 150 Initiative. We'll also learn about the community foundations in Nipawa and area, and Portage and District, to find out what they have in store for this year's challenge. And we'll be continuing our coverage of the Manitoba Philanthropy Award recipients, where we'll be speaking with George Matheson, who is the board chair of the Manitoba Port Council, which will be honored for their outstanding contributions to philanthropy. All this and more on Because Radio. Hello and welcome to Because Radio, episode number 30. My name is Robert Zirk. And I'm Sonny Promolo. Sonny, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, and I'm really looking forward to the Endow Manitoba 24-Hour Giving Challenge. That's right. So for this episode, we decided to do a special look at community foundations throughout Manitoba and how they've been um, supporting their local communities. Manitoba, as you may know, has a quarter of the community foundations in Canada, which is pretty interesting compared to the size of Manitoba's population. And so the 24-hour giving challenge is an initiative from Endow Manitoba, which is the network of Manitoba community foundations. And uh, it's an opportunity where there's also stretch funding being provided. So a $5 gift made on the giving challenge day of Saturday, November 16th becomes $7. And you can find more details about the challenge at endowmb.org. And you can also stay tuned to the show because we're going to be hearing from the director of Endow Manitoba, Alan Goddard, to learn a little bit more about how Endow Manitoba supports the network of community foundations in our province and uh, a little bit more about the details for the 24-hour giving challenge on Saturday, November 16th. Welcome back to Because Radio. Robert and Sonny here with you today, and we are now joined by Alan Goddard. He is the director of Endow Manitoba, and we're here to speak with him about Endow Manitoba and the 24-hour giving challenge that is happening on November 16th. Alan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for the opportunity to uh, speak about something I'm I'm very much passionate about. Awesome. So what is Endow Manitoba? Very interesting question. Um, Endow Manitoba is really two things. Endow Manitoba as a, as a concept is, is something that's been around for over 20 years. And it's really the recognition that in Manitoba, aside from us being the birthplace of the first community foundation, we're also the place that has the most community foundations per capita than anywhere else in Canada. So we have 55 community foundations operating across the province, uh, far far greater number than, than anywhere else. And what's recognized with that number and, and that network of community foundations is this notion that we're we're stronger together. And so Endow Manitoba as a, as a concept is, while it's been around for 20 years, last year it was kind of firmly established as one of the Winnipeg Foundation's newest departments, mm-hmm. where it's a team of, of, of professionals whose sole function is to support that network of community foundations operating in Manitoba. One of the interesting facts about the community foundation network in Canada is that despite you know Manitoba only having about 3% of the population in the country, we're home to 25% of the community foundations in Canada. Can you speak to you know how that all got started and 
also to the uh, the strength of of that network. Aside from the the, you know, the 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 opportunities and the mechanics and the processes, I think it comes down to two things that we often overlook as a province and I, and I think we need to spend more time on. The first is the recognition that year after year we're the most generous province. So we have uh, individuals for, throughout Manitoba in individual communities that care about each other and that care about the well-being of each other. Combined with the fact that Manitoba with only three to four percent of Canada's population, we're very much dispersed over a large, large area. And so because of that, we recognized a long time ago that while we are independent communities, we are often interdependent on each other in terms of how we work together, how we support each other, both in terms of uh, industries, government, and, and the charitable sector. And I think those two factors coming together explains why uh, Manitoba has such a, has a strong representation of, of community foundations from a, from a national perspective. I've been working with the community foundations of Manitoba now for five years. Wow. And when I first started, there was that, there was very much that perspective that if you, you know, if you've seen one community foundation, you've seen one community foundation. What I found over time and where we're really focusing our efforts is on those commonalities on recognizing that with only 3 to 4% of the population but 55 community foundations operating across the, across the province that we need to we need to create those partnerships we need to uh, better leverage uh, our learnings amongst each other because we can't afford to sort of relearn everything on our own um, that there's benefits from uh, the exemplary and best practices that other foundations are doing. Speaking of the process, what are some ways that Endow Manitoba is providing that support? First and foremost, what we're known for is the network of, of sharing ideas, of connecting the various community foundations, not only to ourselves in Winnipeg, but more importantly, to each other. And we do that through supporting dialogue, through regional meetings, through supportive conferences, through the sharing of ideas. Uh, this past year, we launched a very ambitious project to create a Made in Manitoba Community Foundation Best Practice Manual mm. that takes all of, the, all of the various community foundations' learnings or experiences as it relates to the traditional community foundation functions of fund development, of community engagement, of donor engagement, of grant making, of community leadership and bringing it all together into a, a, a single volume that we can then share throughout Manitoba so that it's not just a question of people doing it on their own, but it's of them learning together. We also provide grants, everything from supporting uh, common administration processes to providing stretch dollars, such as during the 24-hour giving challenge, to really encourage people to not only grow their community foundation, but to better work together. So I guess you've kind of mentioned it, and it would be a perfect segue into it. The 24-hour giving challenge, what is that exactly? It is a fun development event. It's 24 hours in duration. It's on Saturday. No, This year it's on Saturday, November 16th, and it's our sixth year of doing it. Wow. Uh, I'm very excited and proud to say that in the five years, it's grown from what we consider a very modest event to last year's uh, record-breaking $1 million in donations in a 24-hour period. Wow. We have no expectations that, that that trend will continue, but we're very hopeful because what we're hearing from people is, and we're hearing from community foundations, we're hearing from donors, this is something that they can get behind and this is something that they love. 
So why should people support their hometown community foundation? And especially, you know, if there's any day to do it, why November 16th? The why behind it is the recognition that community foundations play a role in ensuring the vitality of of their community, of their region. Manitoba exists not as independent communities, but we exist and we thrive as a collection of those communities. That is why on Saturday, November 16th, there's an opportunity for those people who not only believe in in Manitoba prospering as a whole, but in their individual communities also succeeding. It's a great opportunity to, to provide a gift that not only becomes a permanent endowment that will allow for future generations to benefit from those from those uh, monies from those dividends but on that day specifically through an amazing partnership that was established with the Manitoba government we're able to take every donation we receive basically on a ratio of uh, five to two. So for every $5 we receive, both the Winnipeg Foundation and the Manitoba government stretches those donations by an additional uh, $1 each. So $5 becomes $7 instantly. And that $7 becomes permanent investment, a permanent endowment that that community foundation can use in future years forever to address the ever-changing and ever-growing needs of their communities. That's amazing, and I I don't think there's many opportunities nowadays where you can put forth five dollars and it instantly becomes seven like what a what an amazing benefit for people that care about their community and want to show support in some way absolutely and when we look at the the growth of the 24-hour giving challenge over the past uh, five years and now going into its sixth year i think and the quality of our, our partnerships with not only the manitoba government but also the local donors businesses municipal and provincial governments i think i think what we're seeing is they're recognizing it too and it's something that they want to be a part of awesome so again the um, 24-hour giving challenge is this saturday november 16th alan can you just let us know how people can give well the best way is to go to our website endow mb.org. There you'll find a list of all the community foundations and and the geographic regions they support uh, throughout Manitoba. And as well, there's a direct link there for people to provide donations. And uh, if they're actually in the communities where these uh, community foundations reside, my understanding is that all 55 of them will be doing some form of of fundraising uh, activities, some form of community events to encourage uh, encourage donors to come out and, and support this uh, this worthwhile cause. Alan Goddard is the director of Endow Manitoba. Alan, thank you again so much for joining us today and uh, telling us all about Endow Manitoba and the 24-Hour Giving Challenge. Thank you for the opportunity, and uh, we look forward to seeing amazing results this Saturday. Thanks, Alan. Coming up next, we'll speak with Kevin Parsons, Community Engagement Specialist with Endow Manitoba, to learn more about the Build 150 initiative and how Manitoba's 150th anniversary celebrations will leave a legacy through supporting community projects. Welcome back to Because Radio. Uh, Sunny and Rob here. 
For those of you that are unaware, 2020 officially marks the 150th anniversary of the Manitoba Act. And through this act, uh, Manitoba became Canada's fifth province. To celebrate, Endow Manitoba is partnering with Manitoba 150 and the James Richardson's and Sons Limited and Affiliated Companies for an awesome initiative. So to speak with us on that, we have Kevin Parsons, Community Engagement Specialist from Endow Manitoba, joining us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So, Kevin, I'm wondering if you can tell our listeners, first and foremost, what is Build 150? Well, Build 150 is uh, one of the uh, many programs that the Manitoba 150 host committee is um, putting on in uh, 2020 in order to celebrate our province's 150th anniversary. So specifically the Build 150, they uh, partnered with Manitoba's 55 community foundations and with support from James Richardson and Sons Limited and affiliated companies uh, are uh, stretching the grant money that the Manitoba's community foundation Put into their com- puts into their communities uh, every year by one point two two million dollars. Wow! So, what is Endow Manitoba's involvement in the program? So for Endow Manitoba, because we represent uh, the network of community foundations in Manitoba, uh, we worked with the Manitoba 150 host committee to connect them with the 55 community foundations. And really, we're just empowering them to uh, be able to grant the money in their communities as they see fit and uh, make sure that any questions are answered. And if there's any community members that have inquiries about how to apply for a Build 150 grant, pointing them in the right direction. Tell us a little bit about uh, how the collaboration with Manitoba 150 came about for this project. The uh, Manitoba 150 host committee uh, approached Endow Manitoba because they recognized the strength and the ongoing granting activities of uh, all of Manitoba's community foundations, and they wanted uh, the Build 150 program to reach as far and wide in the province as possible. So recognizing, again, the, the leadership that community foundation, the leadership role that community foundations play. They thought it was a great opportunity to work with them and not only uh, provide that granting money, but stretch the ability for Manitoba's community foundations to uh, grant uh, in 2020 in celebration of the the 150th anniversary. Mm. So can you give us an idea of exactly how the program works? Sure. Uh, the program is managed through the individual community foundations. So uh, as I've said, uh, community foundations grant into their communities every year, and each of them has an application process that uh, any interested uh, community group would go through in order to apply for those grants. So uh, the Build 150 is um, piggybacking off of that application process. So anyone interested can contact their local community foundation and um, if you're not sure who that would be you can always visit the Endow Manitoba website endowmb.org and find out and through that community foundation apply for a grant and then the community foundation has the ability to stretch their grant dollars at a one-to-one ratio um, with their build 150 money meaning if they are uh, supporting a project, uh, they're able to essentially double that support uh, with the Build 150 money. So I understand that $1.22 million will be available in grant matching funds to the 55 community foundations in Manitoba through James Richardson and Sons Limited and Affiliated Companies and Manitoba 150. So what are some examples of projects that might qualify and, and 
What kind of community projects have you heard about so far? Nothing's official right now. The grant intake is still going on for the most part, but some examples of projects that I've that I've heard being discussed and just in speaking with the community foundations are things like upgrades to their local rink, like if, if it needs new boards or new flooring in community centers or things even like more park benches in a public space or uh, upgrades to a daycare facility, some vehicles for the fire and uh, paramedic service that's in that town and sort of the list goes on and on. There are specific grant maximums per foundation, is that correct? Yes. So uh, there is a predetermined maximum for each community foundation, and that was really set up just based on the granting capabilities of the individual community foundations. Because it is a one-for-one matching program, then the community foundations need to put up uh, half of the money into any project as well. So the maximums range from uh, $5,000 for a community all the way up to $300,000. But that has been set, and they all know what the maximum is and uh, are working to uh, make sure to to get the maximum impact for uh, their communities. What are you hoping that the legacy of the Build 150 program ends up being for Manitoba communities? Well, it's twofold. The The one sort of on the surface hope is that there's a lasting impact in the community. Um, one thing that I, that I didn't mention is all of these grants go towards sort of legacy uh, we say bricks and mortar, but it doesn't have to be sort of a building construction, just any sort of physical or ongoing benefit to the community. So Manitoba's 150th celebrations really have that lasting impact all across the province. So just looking forward to hearing the finalized uh, projects that are being done and just knowing that they're going to be impacting people for years to come is is a great outcome. And then secondly, um, it, this has been a great opportunity from the Manitoba 150 host committee because their uh, communication reach has gone has is is very far and wide and we're hearing from lots of individuals that are inquiring about who their community foundation would be and or and individuals and organizations that might not have had a relationship in the past but now going forward can work with those community foundations to support um, community community projects uh, well into the future. So just being able to promote the community foundations in and of themselves has been a great benefit to this as well. Absolutely. And speaking of promoting the community foundations, if you actually go on the Winnipeg Foundation's Twitter account, at WPGFDN, uh, you can see little uh, did-you-know snippets from each community foundation this week. Thank you so much, Kevin, for joining us and uh, speaking with us today about the Build 150 program. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Kevin. Up next, we'll be joined via telephone by Anita Jansen-Gemmel. She is on the board of both Endow Manitoba as well as the Community Foundation of Portage and District. And we'll learn about her involvement with both organizations and how CFPD is taking part in the 24-hour giving challenge this year. Welcome back to Because Radio. Robert Zirk here with you today, and I am now joined via telephone by Anita Jansen-Gemmel. She is on the board of the Community Foundation of Portage and District in Portage La Prairie, and she's also a member of the Endow Manitoba Board. Anita, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. No problem. I'm happy to be here. When you explain the Community Foundation concept to people, how do you explain it, and why should people consider giving to their hometown community foundation, like the Community Foundation of Portage and District? 
Yeah, good question. The Community Foundation is a little different in terms of a charity versus some of the other ones out there, right? So the concept is, which I explained to people, that every donation dollar that comes into our organization is kept permanently. And then those dollars are invested. And the investment income, whether that's through interest or dividends or other type of investment income, is then used to run the operations as well as to pay out uh, grants during the year. So, for example, if there's something like two hundred dollars or $300,000 that we end up granting out, that has come solely from the investment income that has been earned on the dollars that people have donated. So it is a bit of a different concept. This you're not giving your, you know, ten or twenty-five or hundred dollars to a charity, and then they're using that in their operations or to do whatever um, they have for their charities. This one is automatically deposited with our investment accounts, and it stays there forever. So you can actually track to see who's kind of given that money since the inception of each foundation. So it's kind of a neat idea. Absolutely. Kind of like a, a savings or an investment account for the community and for charitable purposes. Right. In which the principal is never, ever used. So it's, uh, it is kind of a neat idea and it's very uh, future oriented, right? Like the people that started the Community Foundation in Portage and that started in 1994 uh, were very forward thinking because um, they were going to put $100,000, $200,000 into this account in hopes that the investment income that gets earned will generate monies and grants and to be able to help the community far into the future. So we're in our 25th anniversary year right now, and there's several organizations and groups in the community that are reaping the benefits of those folks back in 1994 having the foresight to put something together like this and uh, to see the benefits of it, uh, how far it will help far into the future. So uh, good on them. There's some very forward-thinking people back in 1994 that got this all going with us, along with the Thomas Still Foundation and um, probably a few other names out there that I'm, that I'm forgetting too. So it's a great idea. And uh, as you mentioned, with it being the 25th anniversary of the Community Foundation of Portage and District. It's a very special year for the foundation. Can you tell us a little bit more about the fundraising campaign that's going on this year? I sure can. We have a very active executive director, Mandy Dubois, and she's really taken, for lack of a better analogy, the bull by the horns, uh, to really showcase our community foundation uh, as one of the charities in Portage to really consider during our 25th anniversary special. So we've done a few things during this past year that have really been in the media and been uh, put our name out there in the community to show how much we're giving back. And one of those things was giving a $250,000 impact grant to one organization during the year. So it was a long process where various organizations in the community, um, charitable organizations, filled out an application of what they would do with this $250,000. And after many meetings and many discussions, uh, the $250,000 was granted out to the Portage Assisted Living organization that just got started up here in Portage in June of 2019. So it was a pretty big deal to give out a one-time grant of $250,000. That's uh, not an easy decision to make. There's lots of great ideas and great organizations in the area. So 
it was, it took some time to, to sort that out and to decide what to do. Well, that's awesome. And congratulations. And, and what a way, a great way to, um, you know, to celebrate a quarter century of building that foundation for the community. That's fantastic. How did you get involved on the board of the Community Foundation of Portage and District? And, and why did you want to get involved? It was likely the end of 2012 or the beginning of 2013. And I'm a chartered professional accountant. And Sometimes charities are needing those types of people, and when the treasurer on the board was unable to carry on, uh, he actually passed away, and uh, somebody stepped in, and then I eventually said, would you guys like some help in this manner, and uh, just came onto the board as a general board member to get more information and learn about it, and then within the last year, I've become the treasurer, so it's uh, more the financial knowledge that I have and the information from the industry I work in that I feel can be helpful to this charity. So I'm happy to help out that way. And you're also a member of the Endow Manitoba Board, which is something new for for 2019. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got involved with the Endow Manitoba Board? What made me interested in going on this board is just the information that Manitoba has 27% of all of the community foundations across Canada which is a really high percentage for a province that doesn't have a huge population. So it really showcases that Manitoba is a very generous province, and it always has been. We've always had one of the highest uh, donation rates, for lack of a better word, across the country, uh, how generous the folks in Manitoba are in giving donations. And so that's just tracking the charitable receipts from the stats that get sent in on people's tax returns that doesn't even take into account people donating time and effort and other resources besides cash. So what interested me was that uh, now that I had been on the board with Portage for a while, I understood the movement more. And then mostly because Manitoba is so strong in having uh, such so many community foundations And my interest in supporting communities, I grew up in a rural community, I'm living in a rural community, Manitoba, we're not one of the huge provinces in terms of population. So it's the smaller communities and the Winnipeg Foundation that are getting together to better the communities. And so we're finding those people that are community minded and wanting to give back. And that is what interested me in getting on the Endow Manitoba board. Like you said, it's very new. So We will be learning at each meeting exactly how we can be helpful in keeping the the foundation movement, as they're calling it, uh, moving forward in Manitoba as well. And one of the major activities of Endow Manitoba is the 24-hour giving challenge. Um, And uh, the Community Foundation of Portage and District has been a participant uh, in the challenge for many years. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about uh, how the foundation is participating in the challenge this year? Great. So every year, the uh, Winnipeg Foundation and Endow Manitoba uh, encourage all the foundations in Manitoba to pick one day uh, during the year in which if you collect X amount of donations, you will get stretch dollars from uh, Endow Manitoba and the Winnipeg Foundation as well in the last year or two, the province of Manitoba has come on board. So if you collect X amount of dollars, or for example, if you get a donation of $5, you're going to be able to stretch that to $7 with the amounts that Endow Manitoba and the province will kick in. 
So it's a great day to entice people, if that's the right word, that their donation will actually go further in helping their community. So in Portage and across Manitoba that day is November 16th. It's a Saturday. And so we're trying to get that out on social media and on the radio to encourage folks that if you're planning on making a donation, uh, let's do it that day. And that other message we're trying to get across is it can be a $5 donation and we're going to get $7 to put towards our community or that kind of stretching, which is an incentive to to donate as well to get the the extras into each community. That's great. So uh, endowmb.org is the uh, the website to visit on Saturday, November 16th to make a gift to uh, the Community Foundation of Portage and District or uh, to any um, community foundation in Manitoba um, that's part of the 24-hour giving challenge. Um, before we go, is there anything else you'd like to add about the uh, Community Foundation of Portage and District or about Endow Manitoba? I think the last message I'd like to say before we leave is about getting involved in your community. It is very easy to be very busy these days and people obviously need to prioritize their time and I would encourage folks to think about a way they can give back and whether that's through volunteering with something like the Community Foundation or their church or like a food bank or anything else in the community, I think that's a good habit to get into. It is, um, it takes time, of course, but I think you're sending a message to your family, to your kids, to your friends that it's important, your community is important to you and we make it better and we make it stronger by the citizens getting involved and having a say. I, I always encourage because the, uh, the accountant in me comes out that by donating and giving back, you're directing where you want the help to go in this world through your donations versus sending it all off to the government and letting them decide. So that's kind of my shtick that I like to <laughs> mention to people that it's, uh, you know, it's not dollar for dollar you're going to get reduced off your tax return, but it certainly allows you to direct where some of the help should go instead of leaving it to uh, policymakers sometimes. So something to think about. Well, thank you so much, Anita, for speaking with me today about uh, about the Community Foundation of Portage and District and about uh, Endow Manitoba. I appreciate it. No problem. It was a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks, Robert. Up next, we'll be joined via telephone by Brenda Krischuk, Executive Director at the Beautiful Plains Community Foundation. We'll find out how the BPCF is supporting Nipawa and the surrounding area and what's in store for this year's 24-hour giving challenge. Welcome back to Because Radio. Robert Zirk here with you today, and I am now joined via telephone by Brenda Krischuk. She is the Executive Director of the Beautiful Plains Community Foundation, serving Nipawa and area in Manitoba. Brenda, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me today. Tell me a little bit about how you got involved with the Beautiful Plains Community Foundation. Well, um, I have an interesting role with the Beautiful Plains Community Foundation. I've worked in the nonprofit industry for a very long time. If I save years, I'll age myself. Um, but um, I actually was on the other end, always writing um, grants to the Beautiful Plains Community Foundation to help my nonprofit organizations. So I I thought from the other side initially first. And um, 
when I was looking for a change in my life, it happened that the Beautiful Plains Community Foundation was looking for a part-time executive director, and my husband encouraged me to apply, and then the rest is history. Tell me about that transition, you know, from going to applying for grants from the foundation to actually being able to distribute the grants uh, from the foundation. It's a much better role. (laughs) Um, But um, it's exciting because um, when you work in the nonprofit world, you understand the need so much greater. Um, and it sort of really helps you identify with those grant applications coming through. And so for me, fortunately, I don't make the decisions about the grant applications. I just help um, those nonprofit organizations make the best plea for those funds that they possibly can. Um, so it's exciting to see the granting dollars make such a huge impact to the community. When you work in a nonprofit world, you know, $100 is like a 1000 sometimes when you're looking in the profit world. So, I mean, it's a really huge deal to get those dollars to fix your roof, to buy a computer, you know, to fix flooring, all those sort of things that are just, you know, part of... Um, a daily organization's struggle, which are challenging to find the funds for. Are there, you know, maybe one or two community projects that you'd like to tell us about that, um, you know, that have really had an impact in the Nipawan area community? Well, this year, um, Buds and Bloom, our local daycare, has actually established another second center, and it's called Seeds and Sprouts, I believe. Don't um, positive that's the name and so what this year is our big community project is um and everybody has supported it um not just the community foundation but uh the lions and elks and everyone has supported this they're raising dollars to buy equipment to establish uh, a new daycare center and so that's a huge huge thing. I think they needed to raise over $200,000 for the furniture and for, and toys and all that sort of stuff for the, for the center. So it's been a huge project for their, that organization and the, and the foundation donated $40,000 to support that this year, which is exciting. Um, and we do so many amazing little things like um, the, a project that's supported by many foundations is the Victoria quilts um and it that their center is actually where the organization is based out of Nipwa and um they i think they make over 170 quilts to cancer patients to have and they can be requested so a cancer patient can request a, a quilt or a family member can request a quilt and it's given to a cancer patient during their stay and during treatment it's pretty amazing and our foundation is different in that we serve not just Nipua, but like the surrounding RMs. So we've given money to the Franklin Memorial Hall to, to do repairs to their their community center. Um, we've given funds to the Glenvilla Senior Center to help with their operations. Um, so many different grants, and everyone has a different impact, right? 
it's the 24-hour giving challenge on November 16th, and um, the Beautiful Plains uh, Community Foundation is participating this year, as it has in years past. Um, tell me a little bit about what the plans are surrounding the giving challenge this year. This year, we're having an open house at the foundation, so between 10 and 3, um, people can come and have a cookie, talk to a board member. Um, we have uh, information boards about all of the things that we've donated dollars to in the past year. We call it your dollars at work. So the so those um, individuals that come in that day will be able to have a coffee, a cookie, and kind of have a conversation about um, the foundation as a whole and sort of see what we, we're doing or what we've done in the past year. That's very cool. So um, if any of our listeners are, are in the Nipawa area, um, you know, from 10 to 3, be sure to uh, to drop by, visit the Beautiful Plains Community Foundation and learn a little bit more and hopefully make a gift because the, uh, the Endow Manitoba 24-Hour Giving Challenge Day is definitely the best day to uh, to do that on. And last but not least, before we uh, before we sign off, um, is there anything else you'd like to uh, to add about the foundation or about the 24-hour giving challenge? Well, the success of the foundation is based upon truly our donors, and it's um, very exciting for the Beautiful Plains Community Foundation how so many of our donors had have earmarked this 24-hour giving challenge as the day to give. It's been huge, the amount of money that, that our foundation has raised in the last five years through the 24-hour giving challenge, and, and it's made a significant difference. Having access to those matching dollars um, has been phenomenal. So if any of our listeners would like to learn more about the Beautiful Plains Community Foundation, they can go to beautifulplainscf.ca um, or to make a gift on the Endow Manitoba 24-Hour Giving Challenge Day, uh, they can go to endowmb.org to learn more. Um, Brenda, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me about uh, the Beautiful Plains thank Community you so Foundation much. Looking and forward all to the today. best with the 24-Hour Giving Challenge this year. Thanks, Robert. Next up, the Manitoba Philanthropy Awards are taking place on November 15th to honor the contributions that Manitobans have made to advancing philanthropy in our province. One organization that is being recognized for their outstanding contributions to philanthropy is the Manitoba Pork Council. Producer Jeremy Morantz recently spoke with George Matheson, board chair of the Manitoba Pork Council, to learn more about the ways in which they've given back to Manitoba communities. I'm Jimmy Morantz. You're listening to Because Radio. I'm speaking now to George Matheson, the chair of the Manitoba Port Council. Of course, the uh, Manitoba Port Council is being honored uh, with the with outstanding contributions to philanthropy uh, through the Association of Fundraising Professionals um, at their Manitoba Philanthropy Awards. George, thank you so much for speaking with me today. You're welcome, Jeremy. For those of our listeners who uh, don't know exactly what the Manitoba Port Council does on a on a business level, can you explain that? Well, we are the industry association for the pork producers of Manitoba, of which there's about 600 in the grand total. Uh, we produce around 8 million pigs per year, which adds about $1.7 billion to the provincial economy and supplies 14,000 jobs. 
consumes uh, 2 million metric tons. Uh, we've been around since 1965, and uh, our charitable endeavors have uh, gradually increased over that time. So, of course, you uh, you don't get honored with outstanding contributions to philanthropy without engaging in a significant amount of uh, community initiatives and uh, charitable work. It sounds like your organization con- contributes to a great deal of our economy, but tell us about uh, some of those community initiatives and uh, charitable activities your organization is involved in. Yeah, well, probably uh, our, our most... Uh uh, for uh, outstanding or uh, in the forefront uh, sponsorship would be uh, food security for those in need in Manitoba. And uh, over the years, we have uh, donated to in Winnipeg, Winnipeg Harvest, Salome Mission, the Salvation Army. Out at Brandon, um, we've been involved with Samaritan House and in the Steinbeck area, Southeast uh, Helping Hands is the charity that we work with there. And we also get involved with uh, agricultural awareness. Uh, we're supporters of uh, Ag in the Classroom in Manitoba in the Farm and Food Discovery Center just south of the city. And we do that because over time more and more people have less uh, direct contact with uh, farming. And so uh, we try and reach out and educate them uh, most accurately on on modern uh, farming practices. We also uh, promote uh, healthy lifestyles for uh, for people, and we support uh, grassroots uh, sports organizations, and uh, we also support the culinary arts. We're uh, we're, uh, promoters of the meat-cutting program over at Assiniboia Community College in Brandon, and uh, we like to encourage new and innovative ways to uh, prepare pork. What is it about Manitoba, what is it about our province that uh, compels you to give back to it so greatly? Well, Canada as a whole is a great place to live because I've been in Manitoba all my life. I guess I have a a special affection for the province of Manitoba. It's a great place to live. It's a great place to do business. It's a great place to support your family. And uh, I always feel that uh, if a person's having uh, success in business, you don't do it alone. Indirectly, there's a lot of people that uh, help you out. And uh, we uh, all will further society if uh, we lend a helping hand, if we have extra to uh, those in need and those associations that could do with a little more uh, uh, money to uh, further their causes. What do you what do you think the value um, of, of corporate social responsibility to our society is as a whole? Well, it's very important. Uh, over the years, uh, uh, we've been criticized at times uh, for uh, being uh, perhaps uh, not as careful as we should be. Some have been unfair. Some have been accurate. And uh, we've made changes. We've made great improvements. Uh, animal care environmental stewardship, uh, food safety, workplace health and safety. So uh, corporates, uh, corporations have a great deal of responsibility to uh, just do be that, be responsible uh, societal members. So how does it feel uh, you're being recognized uh, at the Manitoba Philanthropy Awards by the Association of Fundraising Professionals? How did it feel when you got that phone call or email or what, whatever it was? Well, it feels uh, wonderful, and uh, there are a lot of uh, people and organizations in the province who do outstanding philanthropy work. Uh, hey, maybe it was our time. 
Uh, I don't know if we're uh, at the top of the pile necessarily, but we have definitely contributed over the years, and it's nice to get recognition for that. And uh, uh, we're very grateful to uh, the people who nominated us, which was Dr. Martin Scanlon, uh, Dean of Agriculture at the U of M, and uh, all those uh, who wrote in uh, testimonials uh, supporting our Philip Fanbrick ways. So, yeah, we're very, uh, very pleased and very grateful to to, to those who supported us. So for the listener out there, you can learn more about uh, Manitoba Pork Council's work and their philanthropic initiatives at manitobapork.com. And you can learn more about the Manitoba Philanthropy Awards at community.afpglobal.org slash AFP Manitoba chapter. I want to thank George Matheson, chair of uh, the Manitoba Pork Council, for speaking with me today. George, thank you so much. You're very welcome, Jeremy. That's a wrap for today's episode of Because Radio. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you to all of our guests who joined us today. Because Radio is produced by the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with 93.7 CJNU-FM. Our Because Radio theme music, Call of the North, was written and performed by Micah Ehrenberg. You can find more of his music at micaehrenberg.com. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit becauseradio.org. Again, that's becauseradio.org. And if you have any feedback about today's show, ideas for stories, or Winnipeg Impact Makers, please give us a call at 204-944-9474, extension 360, or email us at becauseradio at wpgfdn.org. You can also catch us on social media at WPGFDN on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And of course, Saturday, November 16th, just a quick reminder before we go, is the Endow Manitoba 24-Hour Giving Challenge. So if you happen to be listening on the Saturday, today is the best day to make a gift to your hometown community foundation. And all of the details you can find at endowmb.org. Again, All the information on how you can make a gift is at endowmb.org. I'm Robert Zirk signing off for Because Radio. And I'm Sonny Promolo. Thank you so much for listening and have a great weekend.